as we think about our food philosophy for any product of ours, it's all about really upgrading. And we never like to think of our brand as being a brand that's free of like, yes, we're gluten free, but we've never thought of ourselves as free of it's rather it's full of all the good stuff. So how can we add that nutrition, the diversity of ingredients, the diverse flowers and superfood seeds. So really it was like, okay, that's like a white flower. How can we make that better? And so using the combination of almond flour and coconut flour, buckwheat flour, adding in additional nutrients like flax, chia seeds, In some cases, adding in the collagen, which helps support not just protein that we think of it, but it's really great for our gut health. And then we actually don't add sugar. Welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise, a podcast brought to you by Orlo Nutrition. We believe that nutrition shouldn't be an either or, that you should never have to sacrifice your morals for your health or that of our home planet. Join natural products veteran Karina Belizzi and experts from around the globe as they discuss healthy solutions that are better for you and better for the planet. Welcome to another interview episode of Nutrition Without Compromise. Today, as part of our continuing coverage of Women's Health Month, I'm thrilled to introduce you to Elizabeth Stein. Elizabeth is the founder of Purely Elizabeth, a company she started back in 2009 to bring healthy nutrition and better-for-you granolas, pancake batters, and more to your table. She believes that choosing between nutritious ingredients and culinary taste should never be a trade-off, and that effortless, enjoyable, health-promoting food should be readily available. Her efforts over the past few years have driven the company to best their practices as they continue to make waves in the nutrition aisle. They've recently moved to become regeneratively organic certified with some new launches that we'll talk about today. Elizabeth Stein, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on today. Well, I have to tell you, I got the chance to see you speak as part of a panel at Expo West just a couple of months back. So I heard a bit from you, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this whole move towards regenerative agriculture today. I'd love you to start by just telling the story of what brought you to found Purely Elizabeth and really kind of put your name right on the cover. Sure. So as you mentioned, I started the company in 2009. And at the time, I had recently graduated from a nutrition program from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in 2007. And it was really in that program where I learned about food as medicine and connecting the power that food has on us. And I think as I reflect back now, at the time, what was so cutting edge, it's We've learned so much more since then, which is incredible and really led us on the journey. But then it was very cutting edge. We learned about coconut oil, chia seeds, quinoa, ingredients that were not part of anybody's diet and certainly weren't part of many food products. And so as I started to work with clients, many of whom were gluten-free and really felt that that was the best anti-inflammatory diet, I really realized that there was such a lack of not only delicious tasting gluten-free products, but also want delicious and full of nutrient-rich ingredients. You know, at the time, the gluten-free market was really void of nutrition. It was filled with 
white rice flour, potato starch. And here on the other side, I was learning about these nutrient rich ingredients. And so the light bulb went off in my head that I thought, God, there needs to be something better. And ultimately it was something in the back of my mind. I I didn't have a business plan, quite frankly. And I was a big triathlete at the time. And I thought I was just going to start this project and sell what started off actually as muffin mixes. I thought I was going to sell muffin mixes to my clients. And I brought it to a local triathlon and thought it would just be a side hustle. And really quickly overnight, I got incredible online press And my side hustle turned into the launch of Purely Elizabeth about one week into this side project. And here we are 14 years later. And while a lot has gone on since then, I will say that so much has really remained the same. You know, my mission from the beginning was creating products using the most nutrient-rich ingredients while still making them taste absolutely amazing. So you never had that trade-off. And I also wanted to take my background in holistic health, where I was really helping my clients, not only on the foods that they were eating, but the other areas of their life and wellness, and impart that in a brand. And how could we bring that and really serve as a way to bring holistic health and wellness to a much greater audience. Well, 14 years to have made it that long at all in any endeavor is incredible, but I'm really curious to learn how it it was able to become this brand in only one week. That sounds like there's a story there. There was. So I I went to this triathlon where I really thought I was just selling a couple of products. I brought 30 muffin mixes to sell and A good friend of mine had posted my website that I kind of threw together. This was in the early days of creating websites. And someone she knew worked at a website called Daily Candy, which at the time was the kind of resource for the latest trends, products, restaurants, fashion, et cetera. And they ended up contacting me a a day later after seeing my website on Facebook And so we want to feature you in our Everywhere newsletter. And at the time, that was really, I guess, the version of going like viral on TikTok, I suppose. And so they ended up featuring my website on their email blast. And within three hours of the email blast, I had about $10,000 of orders. And that was how it started. And it kind of snowballed from there because not only did I have this influx of orders and I had no idea, quite honestly, how to fulfill the orders at the time, but it snowballed and I started getting inquiries from Food and Wine magazine and Oprah magazine. And so it really just put me on the map in a much accelerated fashion than I could have ever imagined. Wow, that is quite the story. So (laughs) I didn't know, but that's perhaps, was a website at that time called Purely Elizabeth? So you kind of didn't have a choice at that point, right? Your name? Yeah, it was just, let's go and figure it out. Wow, that's really incredible. So lovely to hear. And I think also as a relatively new female entrepreneur at that point in time, I know more women businesses are getting funding today, but we even saw during the COVID pandemic that there was a shift away from venture capital going to women founded businesses. So as a woman in the nutrition industry, how has that journey been for you? I would say that it's been a relatively great experience. I have been surrounded by 
so many other women founders from the beginning that quite honestly, it felt, I didn't feel like I was a woman coming into this industry and was the only woman there. You know, I, from the beginning had, you know, other female founders who were in the same place who are still there today, Nutso or Quinn are two really great friends of mine, those brands. And so we all started at the same time and we're surrounded by each other, I think, to feel this great force that was really about to change the industry. And I think at the time coming into it, there was so much passion in 2009, 2010, when we all started, where we were really trying to all change what was happening in the food system. So it felt like a shared passion. You know, certainly as a brand that felt like there was a lot of women founders, I would say it didn't feel that way necessarily going into a retail meeting where a lot of the buyers were men, or as you alluded to, you know, fundraising, it's certainly a room filled with many more men than it is women. But I think that that has definitely taken a shift over the last couple of years. And I've just been fortunate to be, I think, surrounded by great women in the industry. Fantastic. Now, I'm curious to know, as a triathlete and somebody who was really working... I don't do triathlons anymore, but (laughs) I will come in to say that. (laughs) Well, I'm a former former marathoner. And I think if you see a little bit further over into that wall, you'd see my Boston Marathon medal. But the reality is that I also am no longer a distance athlete because the amount of time you have to put into training is really incredible. And when you are doing triathlons, you have to fit in the cycling, the swimming, the running. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. When you become a mom, I have a five-year-old and an (laughs) eight-year-old. Suddenly your time is diverted in other directions. You know, it's like, okay, it's their activities more. I still get to the gym. I lift weights. I do all that. I go on hikes, but finding the time to run 30, 40 miles a week in addition to everything else is just not happening. Could not agree more. All right. So as we venture to talk about sources and nutrition, I find it a little interesting that you were working to start a kind of grain-based in a way or anti-grain, grain-based style business as a triathlete back in the day, because so many people are even saying, oh, well, grain's bad. Just walk away from the muffins and all these other foods and find something more whole food based. What was your reason for focusing on these more traditional, like let's say granolas and pancakes and muffin mixes? I would say when I started in 2009, there was very little conversation, first of all, about going grain free. I mean, the word keto didn't exist. Paleo was like hardly part of the conversation. So grain free was definitely not there. And for me, I was really looking at it as all those gluten free items that were filled with fillers or void of nutrition, like the white rice flour, but hit a starch. I thought, wow, there's these incredible gluten-free grains that are filled with nutrition and the diversity of these grains where it was all of our products have always been about not just like oats plus sugar and oil. It's that's add a diversity of ingredients that all provide a different nutritional profile. And as we're learning today, that diversity of ingredients is so critical for our gut microbiome. So we didn't know that then, but I knew that the diversity of ingredients would be really beneficial. I personally have a sweet tooth. So it was something that I always craved, like, God, I want something a little bit sweet, but healthier. And so I think that was initially how the muffin idea, but quite frankly, 
it, the muffin idea wasn't really, hey, I'm going to sell muffins and put this in the business plan and do it. It was really that I was going to a triathlon to promote my nutrition practice and to try to get clients. And the night before I decided, God, I need to make something to entice people to come and chat with me at my booth. And so I landed on muffins, to blueberry muffins to make, and that was truly what, what we started with. So it wasn't completely intentional as far as a first product to launch, but I think it was really important at looking at the nutritional value of the flours that we were using. So it was a millet flour, an almond flour, coconut flour, chia, flax, hemp, all the good things that you could add, none of the bad. Well, I love that. And now you're also talking when you use coconut flour and almond flour, they impart proteins as well. And I think often we talk about these particular ingredients and we think, oh, well, that's that's a carbohydrate product. But, you know, these types of grains actually have a fair amount of protein as well. So I personally have had the chance now to try your pancake and your granola mixes, including a collagen based um, or a pancake with collagen and oatmeal with collagen. I mean, I had already been adding a collagen to some of those things. So you did it for me. And that was kind of marvelous. I did taste them with my kids. One of my children has more of a sweet palate. And so the grain free one in particular, he wasn't that fond of. But again, you have to try, you have to experiment, you have to find what's going to work for you. I'm sure if I'd have just added a spoonful of sugar, he'd have been fine with it. <laughs> so many of these grain-based products, like we don't realize, you look at the label and there's quite a bit of sugar in them too, added sugars. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely need to read those labels. So at Expo West, you were on a panel with some other entrepreneurs in the space of the nutrition field, but specifically about push to regenerative organic. I'd love for you to talk about your collaboration with Mad Agriculture and really what you're working to spearhead here with Purely Elizabeth. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about this initiative. I think over the last 14 years, we've just constantly been evolving as a brand. And I like to think personally, growth is a big thing for me. I love reading the latest about health, nutrition, wellness, etc. And so over the last couple of years, really learning more about regenerative agriculture, the effect that it has not only on our climate, but on our soils and really understanding and connecting the dots between healthier soils means healthier, tastier food is really the belief. And when I connected those dots and really like digging into more understanding about regenerative agriculture and and the soil being one piece of it, but much bigger ecosystem and much bigger benefits. It felt like as a brand, we had a real responsibility to start supporting and, and further impacting these practices. And so we were fortunate enough to reach out to Mad Agriculture, which happens to be based here in Boulder, Colorado, where we're based, which is very nice, and really wanted to partner with them on a project that has kind of three pillars to it. The first is just responsible sourcing. So to say, hey, we want to source a percentage of our oats, which is our number one ingredient in our product portfolio. We want to source a percentage of our oats from regenerative 
organic farms. So that's one. The second is investing in farmers. So being able to support their work, which is so critical and having that end buyer and being able to help convert some of their farmland from conventional to regenerative practices. And then the third piece, which is really both of those that I guess certainly help with and correlated those connections, but the third big piece is the research and testing. And so what the project will look like is a three-year project to not only source, but to provide research and testing so that we can confidently say, like, we know in our hearts that healthier soil means healthier food, but can we actually test the soil and can we actually test the plants to verify and say, let's compare conventional farming to regenerative farming. And what does that do? What is the carbon effect? How are, is it sequestering the carbon that we think that there's more over here? What is the biodiversity of the farm? Are we getting more insects and birds and et cetera? So we have about, I think, 30 different metrics that we're testing on and we'll be testing that each year over the next three years to validate the practices and hopefully be able to share that research and empower more brands to be sourcing regeneratively and helping to support farmers in this movement. Well, I have to say I've seen early research or anecdotal evidence from specific farms showing the difference in the nutrient profile of the foods that they're growing. And we do know too that before 1970 and a lot of modern, let's just say pesticides, fungicides, et cetera, were introduced, the the nutrient power even in spinach was much stronger. The level of iron in the spinach we grew was higher. And this has to do with the micronutrients in the soil and also how we're farming, like are we tilling? And so I'm curious to know, as a part of the regenerative organic certified products that you are launching, are those all coming from no-till farms or are they using other methods of regenerative farming? So just to clarify, so these are sort of two different projects. So we have our project with Mad Ag, which will be sourcing the oats, and we'll be utilizing that within all of our products. So it's a percentage of oats that we'll be utilizing from then. Then separately, we have a new SKU that is going into Whole Foods Market exclusively, and that will be our original granola, which is our number one granola. It has been for the last eight years or so. And that will be using ROC coconut sugar and ROC coconut oil. So three different ingredients that will be utilizing ROC, which is very exciting. And so they are no-till to answer that question. So just for a clarification for the audience, we have covered this a little bit more deeply in our episode featuring John Rulak, where we talked about regenerative agriculture. He is a pioneer in the space. And ultimately, there are different methods for regenerative agriculture. When you till the soil, you release some of its carbon and you disrupt some of that ecosystem that's living inside that soil. And so it's an ongoing effort where we're improving our ways of farming to both have a significant crop yield, but without damaging the soil at the same time. So thank you for that, Elizabeth. I do want to clarify too that ROC Rock is Regenerative Organic Certification, and there are other certifying bodies come out as well. So it's definitely something to stay attuned to. Now, I understand as well, 
Elizabeth, that you have your own podcast. And since we're talking to the podcast world here, I hope that you would go ahead and share a thing or two about that show and perhaps what motivated you to get it into the world. Yeah, absolutely. So I started the podcast about a year ago. It's called Live Purely Podcast with Elizabeth. And really the mission, I think, comes back to my background in holistic nutrition. I started, it was I was working with you know, 10 clients and Purely Elizabeth was a way to amplify that message and really felt like with the podcast, this was a great opportunity to really delve deeper and to provide our community with experts in the field of mainly nutrition and wellness is what we're focused on, but varying different topics, whether it is regen or it is the latest book from Dr. Lee, which I saw he was just on your podcast as well. So really bringing in the experts across the field. And it's been a wonderful experience for me. I'm an introvert. So it's definitely pushing me out of my comfort zone. But I feel so fortunate and grateful. I was just thinking about it this week that having these experts on is forcing you or forcing me to read every book of the person who's coming on and really stay up on the latest information and be able to share that with our community. I think you just summarized half my reasons for podcasting as well. (laughs) So as we talk about the nutrition profile of your wonderful products, I mean, I've had the pleasure of experimenting with them in my kitchen and even converting some to waffle recipes, or I actually used one of your grain-free options to try and make crepes because I love to crepes on Sundays. It's a tradition in my household. And, you know, sometimes using gluten-free options can be a little challenge to get it to really congeal the same way. I had made really thin oatmeal exclusively based pancakes before like that, but they don't hold. So I think the combination of grains that you had meant that it worked pretty well. Still not quite as well as just standard flour, but that is sometimes a limitation of what type of a flour that we're working with in the first place. So I was wondering if you could talk for a moment about the variance in nutrition that you might get from your pancake mix versus something more conventional? Because I imagine you've looked at that more closely than I have, and I'd love to know. Yeah. You know, pancake mix was actually one of our first products along with the muffin mix. So it followed definitely similar mission and values with that. And a traditional pancake mix is pretty much white flour and sugar. And that's about it. Some baking soda and baking powder, what have you. And so when coming up with our pancake mix, and really as we think about our food philosophy for any product of ours, it's all about really upgrading. And we never like to think of our brand as being a brand that's free of, like, yes, we're gluten-free, but we've never thought of ourselves as free of. It's rather it's full of all the good stuff. So how can we add that nutrition, the diversity of ingredients, the diverse flowers and superfood seeds. So really it was like, okay, that's like a white flower. How can we make that better? And so using the combination of almond flour and coconut flour, buckwheat flour, adding in additional nutrients like flax, chia seeds, in some cases, adding in the collagen, which helps support 
not just protein that we think of it, but it's really great for our gut health. And then we actually don't add sugar. So to your earlier comment about your son up, if he just added sugar. So we really felt like everyone puts maple syrup on it, or if you really want the sugar, add it in yourself. But we don't need to be the one who's dictating the amount of sugar into the mix. So really, I think it's a great example of whether it's our pancake mix, our oatmeal, or our granola, it's all about adding in those more nutrient-dense ingredients and making it taste great. Well, you mentioned flax and chia, both of which are high in the plant-based omega-3 alpha-linolenic acid. I'd love to know if you've actually measured that. We have not, actually. It's something to consider. Yeah, I know. We're actually working on a new product right now that has flax, and we were just having this conversation about, like, we never measured it before. Definitely something to put on our list. Yeah, so the things to think about with flax are lignans, which are also really health-promoting, and I think there's even been research to support their use for breast health. And so people are concerned with different sorts of breast health issues, could be looking at high lignin flax oil. Well, if you're getting the flax seed, it's going to be health promoting in that arena because it's got the whole seed. And the flax seed itself is where you get the alpha-linolenic acid as well. And so while this is a plant-based omega-3 that's a precursor to EPA and DHA, you don't make a ton of it from alpha-linolenic acid, but it's still health-promoting and better than just getting your standard corn oil, (laughs) for sure. So as we work to balance our omega-3s and omega-6s, getting more healthy foods that are plant-sourced, and that contain omega-3s is very healthy for you. And fiber. Yeah, fiber too, absolutely. So as we're rounding out this conversation, I'd love for you to chat for a moment about the newer launches that you came out with at Expo West, which are connected to this regenerative organic coconut oil and coconut sugar. So our product for Whole Foods, we're really excited. It's launching in May. I'm not sure when this is launching, but uh, it will be out in May. It'll be a Whole Foods exclusive product. And like I said, it's our original granola, which is our number one. Granola, it's the most versatile. It's that yellow bag, as many people refer it as. And we will be using uh, the regenerative coconut sugar, which is coming from Indonesia, from Java, which I actually had the opportunity about four years ago to go visit our supplier. It is a woman-owned cooperative, which is really amazing to see. As you talked about earlier in the podcast, you know, women in in this CPG business, but to see a woman-owned cooperative in Java and what that has been able to do there for the community and hiring, you know, so many more women there is just really empowering and wonderful. And then we'll be using a ROC coconut oil from Sri Lanka. And I have not gone yet to visit, but that is on my list for this coming year. Really, you know, an initiative over the next three years is just having more direct farmer relationships and being able to now go and visit all of them and really lay our eyes on their operations and and get to know them and really fostering those relationships. So we're thrilled for that product to be coming to market and, and to bring more awareness to consumers who might not be as familiar with regenerative ag and the benefits that it has. And, um, you know, we'll be one of the first in the category within cereal. So excited for that to be hitting shelves. Now you mentioned that it was a Whole Foods exclusive. So does that mean it will also be available on Amazon? 
I think so. We're working out some of those details, <laughs> but I think it will be. Yeah. I'm curious on that front since they are an Amazon-owned company now. And some people, you know, don't have a Whole Foods in their neck of the woods. So... And if not, it will be for sure, it will be on our website. So we can get it on purelyelizabeth.com. Fantastic. Now, I'm curious to know what health hacks that you might have as tips for our audience, specifically women, since we're focused on women's health this month. I've got a lot of health hacks. I will say I'm looking at it right now, but this water bottle, which appeared all over my social media feed. And I thought, oh God, why are people talking so much about a water bottle? But as it turns out, I'm drinking so much more water out of this water bottle than I would a regular water bottle. So I- And why do you think that is? I think it's the design of the thicker straw makes it easier to drink a lot. And it also keeps it very cool, which I like cool water. So that just feels good for me. But really trying to consume about half your body weight in ounces is what- I always recommend to people and is what is the recommendation. And I'm finding I can easily surpass that in a day with this, with this water. So that is definitely one of my kind of non-negotiables in a day. I would say the other couple are moving my body first thing in the morning. I know if I don't, I mentally don't feel as great. And we know that the connection between movement And your overall mental health is so strong that whatever that is for you, you know, for me right now, it's doing a lot of strength training, but I think it's all about finding the movement for you that you enjoy, that you look forward to doing, that's going to make it consistent day after day to do. Well, that's such a good tip. Uh, Hydration being key, getting moving. Give me one more. One more is sleep. I think sleep... It kills me when people say like, oh, I can just have five hours of sleep or or like, I don't need that much sleep. And we know that sleep is so critical. I think it's an area that we're just going like the gut microbiome. I think it's an area that we're going to continue to learn so much more and understand the importance of our sleep. And when we're sleeping, we are literally repairing the body. We're repairing our mind. We're repairing our muscles. Everything critical happens while we're sleeping. And if you read the studies of what happens when we don't sleep, you know, even after just a couple of days of being sleep deprived, which really just means getting less than like six hours of sleep, they're equating that to actually like you're drunk driving. It's so severe of what happens when we don't have enough sleep, how our mind completely changes, how our heart rate, there's actually an increase of heart attacks when it's daylight savings without the extra hours of sleep. It's a 22% increase, which is wild. So I take my sleep very seriously and try to get actually like eight or nine hours of sleep. And I know that I just function so much better if I do. Well, I think we're lying to ourselves when we say we're fine when we get less. So I've talked to many medical professionals about this and it comes up often. Most recommend getting at least seven hours a night. And so if you're getting less than that, then you want to look at your sleep hygiene specifically to try and allow for seven hours of sleep, meaning that your head's on the pillow before that clock begins and your device is out of reach. So you're not sitting there scrolling on your feed and you have perhaps a sound generator or something like white noise to help you drift into that sleep. I will say something here for their audience too. 
Many people who have battled COVID or long COVID symptoms have ended up in situations where their sleep has been compromised. I was among them. And I think this was directly related to how active I was able to be because for a while there, it was like I would get throttled back just when I went to my regular typical level of activity, which I'll admit is quite a lot. Take a three to four mile hike every day with my dog. I lifted a lot of weight. And in addition to that, whatever I did around the house, gardening, whatever, and chasing my boys around. Well, I didn't actually return to what I would call my regular sleep cycle until I was able to routinely get my weightlifting in the same way I did before. And then suddenly it was like a light switch. It was like, oh, wow, I'm sleeping eight hours again, no problem, and not waking up and not having those issues. I also had to say goodbye to alcohol because alcohol was waking me up at something like two or three in the morning, and then I was having a more difficult time falling back to sleep. And that's very common too, because alcohol affects your liver. And then you go into this whole cycle where your liver starts to wake up again, right around two or three in the morning. And if you have consumed even just a couple glasses of wine in the night before, it can disrupt your sleep cycle. So getting your consumption right and getting the three basics that you mentioned covered, enough water, so hydration, enough movement for whatever your body really needs to thrive, and then also getting enough sleep. Absolutely critical. I'm 100% with you. I love it. I'm a zombie when I get less than seven hours. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the other thing too is I have an aura ring, so it's certainly easier. But what I've learned is that I do wake up a lot in my sleep. And so if I plan for nine hours of sleep, I'm really only getting eight. So Whether you have an aura ring or not, I think just being conscious of like, am I waking up at night? And if I am, do I actually need to like be adding more time to that? Because I'm not actually sleeping that full amount of time. Right. Well, there are technology devices that help us do this. But really, the ultimate test is when you wake up, do you feel groggy? Do you want to stay in bed? Is it hard to get up? I mean, these things are indications that your sleep hygiene is amiss. And so there's a lot of things you can do to correct that. I have my laundry list, but it comes down to establishing a healthy routine that works for you. I work to make my room as dark as possible. So we have blackout curtains. We don't have any lights or LEDs even on our clock in the bedroom. That helps. Also turning down your thermostat in the evening will help you get to sleep because your body naturally wants to be a little bit cooler when you sleep. So all of these things can help. Well, do you have any supplements that you love to take? We do talk about omega-3s here a lot on the show. So if you have any that you are loving or that help you in your routine, I'd love to hear about them. I do take AG1. Mm -mm. So I take that to cover kind of my basis, although it does not have an omega-3 in it. Right. So we're talking athletic grains, right? That's the AG1 product. And are you vegetarian vegan? I am not. Okay. I was just curious because a lot of vegans and vegetarians also go to that product. And I mean, I'm a fan of it too, but I prefer to drink water clean and then just take a pill. I'm a little different that way, I think. And then I need to try your omega-3s. So I'm excited to get that into my repertoire, to be honest. Yeah. Well, um, what's really interesting about the Orlo omega-3s is that they're in that polar lipid form. They are vegan. They're coming from algae and they're responsibly sourced. We grow our algae in Iceland and use a regenerative process to grow it because heck, it's grown using only green energy and brackish water that isn't drinking water. So we're ultimately using 99% less resources to grow our algae than other nutrition sources. So it's really incredible 
And I think you'll love it. We are also, and just as this is just for the audience because we're launching this in May, we're doing a promotion right now for anyone who's interested in upping their omegas. We're actually doing this in line with Omega Quant. So we're selling subscription. So new subscribers come on, they get the Omega Quant kit. So you can test your baseline for how you're doing presently on Omega-3s. And then the goal is test that on day one. And then after four months of taking the product, you'll get a second test. And you'll be able to test how much your omega-3 levels have improved in that time. Now, I just interviewed Bill Harris on this show. And Bill Harris is the founder of Omega Quant. He made me actually take the test during (laughs) the interview. So I pricked my finger and did the whole process. It only takes a few minutes. And then you just put your name on the kit along with your email address. You register the kit online so you get the results immediately when they come in. Pop the thing in a self-addressed and prepaid envelope. It goes to Omega Quant and you get your results like five business days after they've received it in hand. And then you're able to see where are you on the spectrum. So they say that 8% omega-3 EPA and DHA in your cells is the ideal because when they look at how healthy people are throughout their lives, 8% seems to be the sweet spot. But most Americans are testing at like three and a half percent. (laughs) So most of us need more omegas. And this is something that we're doing as a service to our customers, our new subscribers. It's essentially a $100 value because each kick is 50 bucks. So it's like you're getting that free. So I'm really excited about that. I think we'll help a lot of people. And I'm happy to send you some omega-3 to try. It will come in a beautiful glass refillable bottle that's responsibly sourced. So we'll get that in the mail to you. Love that. I can't wait to try it. Yeah. So I was wondering if you had any parting thoughts to share as we prepare to wrap this show. And if there was a question that I haven't asked that you wish I had, you could also ask and answer that. I don't know if I have another area to touch on, but really just want to thank you for having me on and everyone can find our products at Whole Foods, at Target, at Walmart, Kroger, kind of everywhere in every grocery store. We're online at purelyelizabeth.com. And thanks everyone for your support. Really, our mission is helping our community thrive on their wellness journey. And we're just a part of that journey. But that journey starting with food as the foundation is the belief and really connecting those dots that food affects every single thing. It affects our mental health. It affects our physical health. It affects the world that we live in, the atmosphere, the animals on the planet. So what we're putting at the end of our fork every day is so important and really to be conscious of that. What we put in our body, that we get enough water, that we sleep soundly, and that we get moving. So all of these things are the foundation of health. It's not rocket science. Thank you so much for that sum up, Elizabeth. I really appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for having me. I will be sure to include links to everywhere you can learn more about Elizabeth and Purely Elizabeth with show notes. And remember, we're doing a short-term promotion for all of our subscribers. If you do subscribe today, you're going to get that Omega Quant blood spot test. You can verify how you're doing today and then check again in four months to make sure that you're getting enough Omega-3 to support your health. That in combination with great food, good sleep, getting moving and getting enough water are all going to help you on your health journey. 
Now, I also want to remind everyone here that if you use a coupon code NWC20 at checkout at Orlo Nutrition, you can qualify for 20% off your first order. Now, while that won't go towards this new blood spot campaign, we're giving you plenty for you there. It will go for any other product promotion on the site. If you're not ready to subscribe, you can always use that coupon code. Again, that's NWC20 at checkout at OrloNutrition.com. As always, our complete blog, including resources that we discussed today and features that you may not find anywhere else are available at orlonutrition.com on our podcast page. You can also connect with us and reach out via social channels at Orlo Nutrition. You can send me an email directly or a message on those platforms. As we close today's show, I hope that you'll raise a cup of your favorite beverage with me as I say my closing words. Here's to your health. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Without Compromise. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, visit orlonutrition.com and join our mailing list. You'll gain access to complete show notes, features, and informative blogs because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or. 